0: start with Romans 16:16, 16, 16. we'll move to 1 Corinthians 16, 2 Corinthians 13, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 1 Peter 5, but let's begin in Romans 16:16 16, 16. and you'll see the common theme if you didn't catch that title screen. Greet one another with a holy kiss, he says to the Romans, the churches of Christ greet you. He closes 1 Corinthians and 1 Corinthians 16:20 with all the brethren greet you, greet one another with a holy kiss. 2 Corinthians 13:12 Greet one another with a holy kiss. 1 Thessalonians 5:26 Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. And then Peter joins in, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 14, greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to you all who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. And we'll bow our heads and we'll move on here after we ask the Lord to bless our lesson tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness and the tenderness that you show. Father, I thank you for the tenderness that Jesus embodied in his time That was when he was here, Lord. I thank you for the tenderness that can be shown in your people who follow his example and follow after that. all well, those standards and those desires you have for your people. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we can indeed show brotherly love. Help us to do it appropriately. Father, help us to do it as you would have us to do it, Lord, that we might edify and build one another up and stir one another to love and good works. Bless us in our consideration tonight, Father, and help us do that. Edify one another, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, this is an interesting topic. We don't do a lot of kissing around here. I think this verse or a theme of these verses here popped up in a recent sermon. I don't recall what that might have been, but seems like it came up maybe even a couple of times. But... I don't think, I'll just say right out of the gates, I don't think that there's this just great desire on the part of, on all of our parts to start kissing one another. I don't think that that's the situation here. Uh, But that being said, it's what the Lord put on my heart and how to, uh, well, how to deal with this, this, well, this direction. This, um, I'm not going to go so far as to say it is a direction necessarily. It was the way that Paul and Peter here closed their, their respective epistles in a time, well, that was different than ours, I would say. Uh, listen, when you talk about kissing one another and that sort of thing, we don't, like I said, we don't do that around these parts very often. Because first off, you're going to get COVID. And second off, um, that's a joke. Uh, I don't necessarily believe that. But we, not only that, it, it's imprudent, right? Uh, It can be imprudent. Let me say it that way. There are plenty of examples of different ones throughout history that have taken and used these specific verses and passages like them um, as license for imprudent behavior, imprudent things, and they use those things as direction for that. Spiritual common sense, if I can quote myself from uh, earlier this week. Spiritual common sense would tell anyone who's willing to hear it, that this isn't what the Lord intends, and our intentions and our, well, even our conscience should dictate how we apply this sort of thing. So let me just say, I'm not interested in us damaging one another. I don't think the Lord, I know the Lord's not interested in us causing problems for one another. And again, I'll say, I'm not, I don't believe that everyone here is just looking to express physical contact with people. Uh, But that being said, we oftentimes consider the blessing that it is to enjoy fellowship with one another, to show kindness to one another, to demonstrate a a certain measure of affection to one another, to show that brotherly love that we've spoken of even even recently about, uh, to consider one another and to stir one another up in love and good works. So if you have a a difficult time, perhaps, and that's more what I'm leaning into rather than stave off this desire to kiss. I don't think that, again, <laughs> there's not that smoochy desire there. If you have a difficult time demonstrating affection or you have a difficult time wondering how you might express that, I give you Proverbs 24, 26, and this is the theme passage that I would typically open up, and there in Proverbs it says, he who gives a right answer kisses the lips. Now, I don't think I've said the word kiss so many times in, in a short period of time, but there it is. It's like I said, it's an interesting it's an interesting topic here. But this is a this is an opportunity to bless and fellowship and show brotherly familial love to one another in prudent tenderness. Prudent. What does it look like? According to this verse here, according to this kind of stand alone if you read it in Proverbs 24. It kind of sits by itself as a number of different proverbs do. Uh, what does it look like? Well, giving the right answer, it says. He who gives a right answer, in the New King James Version, that is, kisses the lips. Now, giving a right answer doesn't just mean answering a question correctly. I remember the old days of chalkboards when the teacher would get up and put a formula on the, on the well, probably not on a chalkboard, a formula, put a, just a problem up there, and say, come up here and solve this, and give you the chalk, and you go, you know, as you're trying to figure out how to do it, give the right answer. It doesn't just mean giving the right answer as we consider it. It's kind of a broad-reaching term, honestly. It can mean a number of different things, but I think that specifically as it pertains to this passage and this theme here, it means simply to speak honestly. And that's not, that's not a bad translation to say to speak honestly or to speak uprightly or just to speak righteously to give the right response in things it's the opposite of speaking lewdly the opposite of speaking crudely this is how i think and how silly i am sometimes in my notes i say it's the opposite of speaking lewdly crudely rudely and attitudely (laughs) stupid but you know what it's saying there's an ongoing different you know that's just a manner of speaking all of those things are ways that we can misstep in our speech right uh Even in the occasion of being spoken to in these kind of ways. It's returning or giving a right answer. Returning a response. Even in the face of being spoken to rudely or crudely or that sort of thing. It's kissing on the lips, so to speak, as it were. It's a tender thing. It's an affectionate thing to answer rightly. To speak with godliness is something that, well, it's a kindness. It's a kindness to whomever you're speaking to or perhaps whomever you're speaking of. Speaking right in the subject matter, speaking right with respect or concern to or about that one is to show love for that one, and we should. I believe that Paul would agree with that. And when he says, greet one another with a holy kiss or to share that kiss, it is, well, it can be accomplished in a manner of speaking by simply giving this right answer. We have examples throughout Scripture of those ones that i Try to pattern myself after. I'm not always successful in it. Samuel being one of them. First Samuel chapter three and verse nineteen. I don't think that there's a better example in this arena than this man Samuel. I love this passage and the concept and the thought and the provision behind it in First Samuel three nineteen, where it says that Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. This man answered rightly, man. This man answered in a manner that was godly and that was just and that was not rude, was not crude, was not lewd, was not in any way. None of his words, it says, were just wasted, well, garbage. They weren't. They weren't just wasted dead weights, it doesn't seem. He spoke to Eli in the prior verse there in verse 18. Samuel told him everything that the Lord told him. And hid nothing from him, even as a child he spoke some difficult things to this one who was in authority, not just over him, but a spiritual authority over everybody, Eli. To Saul, later on, Well, I could turn there, I won't, but you can look in the 13th chapter for yourself of this book, where he told the king who was in charge of everybody, you've done foolishly, you've not kept the commandment of the Lord your God which he commanded you. That wasn't rude. That wasn't his just flexing his own muscle as the man of God to the king. It was him speaking kindness to him, speaking tough love, you could say. He was, again, I hesitate just because of the nature of our culture and society to say this sort of thing, but you know what I'm talking about. He was kissing these men. He was showing tenderness to them. He was showing godly brotherhood to these ones when he spoke to them. Uh, godly speech. was what the Lord gave? That's love, saints. That's love in the highest order when the Lord gives you a, well, To him, gave him an assignment, an appointment. You are to speak this. These other times when we don't necessarily have the Lord telling us, you need to talk to that person, you need to talk to that person. If we still have occasion to speak to or of someone, it's loving to do so in a godly manner. We know that Samuel wasn't just looking just just to gripe at Saul and that sort of thing. He mourned him when his throne was rejected by God. The Lord had to call Samuel on it. When he was still mourning, he just wanted to lift up the hearer as the Lord directed him to. And that's what we're called to do. We should do so. Uh, We should seek to answer so. We should seek to speak so. We should seek to have our own words not fall to the ground and to offer them to the Lord. Ourselves considering our words before we offer them to the Lord perhaps. So that we might understand why he would not have us to say something. That being said, uh, yeah, we should follow suit with Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 6. What a place this world would be if this is the, well, if this is the standard that everyone held themselves to. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, the writer says. And from the opening of my lips will come right things. And I might just insert only right things. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. What kind of blessing would that speech be before our family? Before our church family? Before our anyone else? Before our work, our co-workers, our classmates? Uh, It would be an immense blessing, wouldn't it? If we spoke, what does it say? With righteousness? Nothing crooked or perverse? My mouth will speak truth, the opening of my lips, only right things, excellent things. It would be an immense blessing to those ones who would receive it. In verse 9 it says, they're all plain. That's our term for right, a right answer. They're all plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. People would be blessed by this if they so chose. They would be blessed by that. Saints, these things are godly things. Uh, It's, well, this should be our purpose. It should be our purpose to make godly and meaningful and intentional speech come from our mouth. Uh, I think that, unfortunately, that's, well, that's not the norm for us. Uh, not, I'm not talking about necessarily our own speech, but we don't get to enjoy hearing godly, intentional, edifying speech on the daily. I don't think that that's probably something we enjoy, Who we who work, we who go... Out in the world and do school or this or that. Depending on your own household, maybe it's not the norm in your own household either to hear godly, intentional, kind, and loving speech. May that not be our issue? May it not be our holdup that keeps that sort of thing from being out there? Uh, I appreciate the physical. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate embraces. I appreciate kisses from the right people and that sort of thing. Uh, when it's appropriate. And it isn't always appropriate. Let's just be honest. In Ecclesiastes, I won't turn there, but it says there's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. I'm not going to get into that right now, but you have spiritual common sense, I trust. You know when it is and isn't appropriate to put your arms around somebody and certainly to put your lips on somebody. But saints, it's always, always, always appropriate to give a right answer and to kiss your brethren appropriately and in a godly manner. In an affectionate, in an intentional, in a loving, and an edifying manner by giving them a right answer, by speaking appropriately, by speaking godly, by speaking intentionally to and about them. And we should most certainly, definitely, uh, always greet the brethren here and anywhere, even in your own home, just so. Give a right answer, speak appropriately, speak godly, and you will bless and edify those willing to be blessed and edified. And the whole world will be a better place for it. (laughs) And that's all that I have for you this evening.